Hello and welcome back to our podcast. Today's episode is going to be a little bit more educational than usual. Uh, I'm sure you've heard of uh, the hashtags um, Free Palestine or Safe Sheikh Jarrah uh, on Instagram or Twitter. Uh, and in today's episode, we're going to be talking about what they mean and what is actually going on. Uh, we're going to be talking about the history and how it all began, um, the current situation and the effect on lives uh, and how we can help. Okay, so um, I think all in general, we should just clarify. Palestine is a country located in the Levant of West Asia and it borders Lebanon, Syria, etc. So, um, yeah, I think we should get that out of the way in case yeah because it's true that some people really just don't know palestine is a country they just never knew it existed so yeah that's a little new fact for you guys if you don't know okay like joe was saying about um the hashtags and what's going on and like a lot of the unrest let's say in the middle east um i think a lot of people actually see it as some pitting against muslim versus jews so um also just to clarify it's like very foolish to say that this supposed conflict is completely based on religious motives yeah actually yeah yeah um i was just gonna say we're going to be explaining to you like the basis of all this and it's going to become very clear that it's really not religious conflict it's really got nothing to do with religion okay so actually like behind um hiding behind this mosque is um the intent for imperialism and settler colonialism Mm -hmm. so um like there's a reason why what's going on is actually labeled ethnic cleansing ethnic as in ethnicity so really it doesn't actually have anything to do with um, Muslim or Jew because a lot of Palestinians are not well not a lot but there are some that are yeah. Palestinian Jews right yeah and Christians and yeah, yeah it's yeah. just like the whole ethnicity as a whole is a target so yeah also going back onto the whole like conflict thing I think it's best to label it as an ethnic cleansing apartheid um you name it literally it's that yeah um with this i don't it's just well i don't it's actually kind of hard to believe how we all just sit here ignorantly trying to say that it's going to you know this is like a fair fight do you get what i'm saying yeah no i know i get what you're trying to say this is just basically um human rights yeah I know there's it's it's not like a, a war because it's not conflict it's not a war it's not like a fight it's simply one side attacking and the other trying to defend trying like yeah. not not having the means to like really defend themselves because they're being faced with like these all these high tech and um weapons and and stuff and they just have like nothing just themselves Rocks. and yeah yeah okay so um i think we need to differentiate zionism and then obviously judaism so judaism is a religion that i think i don't um 
personally, I haven't actually like read into it, but I'm sure it doesn't promote like thing. Yeah, um, no, no religion. I think yeah. we should clarify that no religion um, encourages uh, like hurting others and you know, like you know, like those um, evil motives. No religion says that, so that's why you can't pin all of this on a religion because it's really not the religion it's just the individuals themselves doing what they want to um yeah i've been seeing it a lot around on instagram and stuff how um people who are pro-palestine would do uh, it's actually quite terrible and disgusting how they would say that hitler is one of their um hitler's quotes is one of their favorites and that the jews deserve the holocaust and stuff like that that's just wrong of such a wrong mentality to have yeah yeah i think definitely we should clarify that because um there's been like a massive uprise in um like hate crimes against jews by like muslims and arabs and that is not the way to go about it because to stop hate you don't initiate hate yourself and it's not like that it's like these these jewish people are actually yeah a lot of them are innocent in this and um let's say their religious leaders rabbis they, they don't promote this and it's mainly the zionists that you know are wanting to incite like we said the settler colonialism and stuff so actually explaining what zionism is it's a racist settler colonial ideology that advocates for a jewish ethno state built on palestinian land yeah yeah that's the literal very simple meaning when like people use the term zionist they're not referring to the jews they're referring to the jews that believe in this ideology the ones that want to continue with all this awful things they're doing to make that happen so yeah okay and then for this to be established palestinians have to be ethnically cleansed so if they want to have their whole state of Israel, they need to, they want to um, basically eradicate the whole Palestinian people. Population. Yeah, yeah population. Yeah. Um, it needs to be a Jewish demographic majority. So essentially, then Palestinians would never be given the right to return. I think that's self explanatory. And then um, also, I've seen this is quite. Actually, no, it's not complex to say, but I've seen, you know, a lot of, let's say, they're quite um, younger people who would be gaslighting, let's say for the BLM movement, um, black people to immediately talk on the issue because suddenly that, um, suddenly if we support a cause, then we're, we're owed something in return, which it, that's not, um that's just a no yeah i know like you like a a cause and supporting like something like this something that like deals with human lives when they're on the line you don't do it because it's a trend or so you seem cool with this whole thing you don't go to uh, like when you see an injustice towards human rights or anything you're going to um stick up for those people even if it doesn't initially involve you or anything so going into that and having that mindset of thinking oh I'm doing this only if um 
something comes up against me, they'll have to talk on it as well. Yeah. When yeah, no. it's like it's like a I don't know. It's like it becomes more like I do this, and then now you owe me. And yeah. when it, when it's my turn, yeah, you're gonna like give back when what people, I did to you. Yeah. So when people say give the same energy as you did with BLM, it's not a competition. These are completely two different issues, really. And um, with um, I'm sure these people, what they have on their feed is only Muslim like Asians posting about it because obviously it's tailored to what they want to see. But there there have been a lot of um, black people who aren't Muslim who have been, you know, posting about Palestine and um, like highlighting what's been going on and things like that more than they actually have been doing. And they're they actually taking the time to educate themselves, which a lot of these ignorant people haven't done. Yeah, no, I think it's really important to like when when it comes to this, it's not about like what you see people are doing it's what people are yeah doing behind the scenes i mean sometimes you can't really do anything apart from spread awareness through social media and that's fine but it's not a competition and it's not time for you to start like putting people on the spot and saying oh look i did more than you and that means i'm better than you or something it's not it's not about that it's just about doing your best uh, considering your situation to help those people in need exactly okay yeah okay so moving on there's like a common like popular zionist talking point about palestinians are the real colonizers because didn't arabs colonize the 11th and 7th century okay so this question is obviously very contentious actually because um i would say in general you know literally every um, country in this world has been colonized by another power right and it's it's a melting pot pot of all these different cultures that have come in and made their mark on it yeah don't you think it's a bit silly if people have it is i think it's very very silly because if you go back to history none of these like all of these countries that exist today have more than one like blood in them if you get what i mean like yeah like for example if you go to france there is no like pure french blood it's gonna have like other bloods in it maybe other europeans or like that's just part of history people migrate people move people reproduce and then people are born and you know it changes like that and also a lot of the palestinians along with many Levantine Arabs are an Arabized people. So I'm not saying, obviously, the entire Palestinian population because there have been, you know, migration to the country. But um, no, there are, like, indigenous people of that land who do still live there. And they just simply identify as an Arab after a long period of Arabization. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's like for example, if you go back to the start of time, like there was like very big groups of people, right? Yeah. So we all kind of won, and then each person like split into a tribe, and then they decided to move to a new land that discovered, like before everybody lived in one place, kind of actually wait the day, like they kind of like lived together, 
and then they start to discover things and go and, and try to build their own home on another land. But back then, these lands were empty. So it's fine to say you discovered it because, you know, it's empty. But if a land has people living in it and you take it, that's not discovering, that's stealing, just to, to put it simply. Yeah, like the situation in um, America, how the Native Americans were obviously there. And then yeah. all the settlers from Europe came in saying that, you know, their claim to be. Yeah. I know it honestly it makes sense why America stands with Israel because it's it did the same thing. So just for some naming of the groups who have um supposedly like colonized Palestine are um Babylonians, Persians, Greeks, Turks, Arabs, like literally it's a it's a long list. Yeah, it's an extremely long list and these people have left their mark as in their culture, their their blood so the the result is the palestinians the current palestinians and they might not be like you know what i mean i don't know how to say it like they've went through this kind of timeline and then they are the product so yeah. even though they might not be what you would call a perfect pure one blood nation they are the people that belong to that land and they have all these years. So it really doesn't make sense to just say, okay, the Arabs colonized it. So we, the Jews, I'm referring to the Zionists, we deserve to take it back as they took it as well. You know, it just sounds ridiculous when you put it like that. Okay. Um, Now we're going to dive into the history of it all. Yeah, so we're going to be explaining from the the starting point how israel or well jews came into palestine and made israel okay so this all began in in 1799 during the french invasion of the arab world so napoleon the, the leader back then issued a proclamation offering the land of palestinians as a home to the jews under france's protection so he came up with this thing by himself but it didn't work out and the plan was like put aside. Then, in the late 19th century, the plan was revived by the British. So the World War One just ended. Uh, the Ottoman um, Empire. How do you say it in English? Uh, Ottoman. The the Ottoman Empire just collapsed because I don't know. It just did. Um, and Britain came and took over Palestine. They made a mandate, which is a document that gave Britain administrative control over the region. And they started to put this plan um, of making a Jewish state on Arab land into action. Yeah. So, all right. So the British took control and they they started implementing this plan. At the same time, the Zionists were lobbying Western powers to support mass migration of Jews to Palestine and get recognition um, for the Jewish claim to the land. So they were like working behind the scenes along with the British colonial powers. And then uh, in 1917, uh, Arthur James Balfour, Britain's then foreign secretary, uh, made a letter of declaration to Baron Rothschild, uh, a leader of the British Zionist movement, to, to declare that Britain will support this 
whole plan um, of making a Jewish nation. Gosh, it's like, it's, it's a bit insane how they need their kind of authority and permission to validate their state and things like that. It's just, um, yeah, like, they don't have a standing in it at all. Because I know. The, did the, the, the people, the Palestinian people actually have a say in any of this? No. No, yeah. The, it's like, imagine your house and then I come in and I decide, okay, I want to make a Chinese um, homeland here and I'm going to start and bring people that are from China and start taking your house, like taking over it room by room. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's like they're invisible. They're completely put to the side. Yeah. Okay, so you guys might be wondering, as the Jews were refugees back then, they lost everything after that war. How were they able to buy and take over Palestinian land? Well, the answer is very simple. They had the support of the British and the British facilitated everything. So they gave them money, they gave them weapons, they gave them everything. And they used all of that to steal the Palestinian homes kick them out, displace them, kill them, etc., etc. So, yeah, that, that's what happened. Now, then, going on to 1936. By 1936, an Arab rebellion erupted against the British imperialism and the Zionist settler colonialism. But the, the British were very powerful and they quickly smashed the rebellion within three years. And the Palestinians found themselves fighting two enemies, the British and the Zionists, which is, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Like, they've been faced with so many obstacles since the yeah. beginning. Just imagine. It's, it's like this never-ending, like, stream of... Um, there's, there's actually just been no peace for them to sit back and think, you know, um, they can live freely. Because there's always going to be this constant looming threat over them. Palestine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so the the British, um, they've they're known in history for trying to what's that word? Like appeal to both sides. Mm-hmm. It's just in their nature. Um, so in an attempt to quell the Arab unrest, they decided to put a limit to how many Jews can come into Palestine at a certain time period. So they're trying to like set a limit. Okay, a thousand people can come in in a month, for example. The Zionists didn't like that, however, and they started uh, launching a series of terrorist attacks on the British authorities to drive them out. I personally find this, I don't know, not funny, but ironic because yeah. the British are like the ones that got you there. And then when they try to set some ground rules, they don't like it. And then they start attacking them. I find out, I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? Like a bit, a bit like a tantrum. Yeah, isn't it? Like childish. Things weren't going their way. They didn't want to compromise anything. So um, they just resorted to violence against the British. So it was a bit like um, biting the hand that feeds you. Yeah, basically. Kind of, yeah. I don't know. I feel like that kind of experience explains the Zionists very simply but very accurately yeah yeah so this is how the Zionists were from how long ago 
50 at least 50 at least no actually more than 50 years ago like around 80 years ago same people ancestors of these current zionists in palestine yeah okay um as the attacks by the zionists on the british and the arabs increased the british handed over the responsibility for palestine to the newly founded un okay this is the british running away from the mess that they made yes yeah Yeah. okay um in in 1947 the UN General Assembly proposed a plan to partition Palestine into a Jewish one and an Arab one. So imagine this is your land and then these people come in and then they want a piece of your land and you just have to accept. Yeah. It's just, it's just like you have to keep making compromises. The Palestinian people throughout history had to keep making compromises, yet the Jews never had to. And when they had to, they would, you know, start acting. Yeah. Okay. So the plan to partition went like this the Jews get 55% of Palestinian land, whereas the authentic Palestinians, who the land actually belongs to, only get 45%. And at that time, the Jews only constituted of one third of the population. So this is obviously extremely unfair and is in the favor of the Jews. So naturally, the Palestinians don't agree, but the Palestinians had no say. It's like, you, we don't care about you. So even though they didn't agree and didn't like it, they had to just go ahead with this plan. The Zionists accepted the proposal in terms of the legitimization of a Jewish state on Arab land, but they did not agree to the proposed borders and later started trying to take more of the Palestinian land despite already getting more than the, the Palestinian people. I know, it's just like there's no pleasing them, is there? <laughs> there is no, I know. They just keep wanting more and more. And even today, you know how much like land of Palestine they have, they still are not happy. They still want more. It's just ridiculous. Until it's 100% theirs. Yeah. I think they have a problem with ego. Okay. Um, so by early 1948, the British mandate for Palestine was nearing its end. The Zionists hastened their forces to seize more Palestinian land. Many massacres in various villages and cities were committed by the Zionists, killing hundreds and hundreds of innocent children women women and men and displacing many many more from the home yeah so um, they just went from village to village killing people and taking over yeah just like was, that there was one um massacre dear yasin massacre yeah yeah and that's on one of the like the, worst yeah. ones it happened april 9th 1948 um during the Nakba, the that means catastrophe in Arabic, where yeah. like over a hundred ten Palestinians were murdered, like burnt alive, and a I think a village baker was thrown into their own oven, and this young girl was gang raped by Zionist soldiers until the point where she was almost torn into two. So that like this whole, I think in general, you know when they go under like this umbrella term of war literally anything is just um possible then you can um it's free reign to do like the most hideous and heinous of crimes yeah like it's i think it all goes down to like human nature how we all have those people like everyone had um were capable 
of like again this young girl seeing her and then if it was peacetime and obviously rape is a huge crime in the UK well yeah so and other countries yeah 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 yeah. so like suddenly it's war and then everything is just you know free real estate it's kind of yeah everything is justified because apparently uh, a child who is from the enemy side is a threat I feel like these people just have that desire and use war to justify it. I don't know. Yeah, to imagine like with all such people exist, it's just horrifying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was that's just I don't know. That's just sounds I don't know disturbing. Uh, Yeah. The British mandate for Palestine ended at midnight on the 14th of May 1948 and on that same day the establishment of the State of Israel was proclaimed. Overnight the Palestinians lost their home and became stateless as the world's great powers, the US and the Soviet Union, recognised the newly founded State of Israel. Yeah, so that's literally... That is- they have that all this up, recognition, yeah? Yeah, Carry on. I'm saying that sums up how Israel became the state that it is today. So there is no Israel. It's Palestine taken over by these Zionists and naming it Israel. It's basically yeah. all very like, it's like an unfair fight. Like I'm, I go up to a toddler and take his candy and say it's mine or something. Yeah, it's like... You have all these supposedly rational, um, diplomatic po- politicians, and then something like this is just—it's so bizarre and just obviously like ridiculous. I think that's the yeah. buzzword for this episode. Like, <laughs> yeah, wow. And then you're like, um, are we actually living in capable hands? I don't know. Yeah. That is like, a good question. Yeah. Because if, like, these people are allowing all of this to happen and, like, it's very easy to put an end to this like they do to all the smaller, less powerful countries, like, you know, African countries, Arab countries, all those countries, they just go and destroy them if they displease them. But here is Israel breaking all kinds of international rules, but nothing happens. Yeah. It seems very deliberate. Okay, so um, then on June 5th, 1967, that was the six-day six day war. So a lot, that was, let's say, an escalation of where a lot of the land was claimed. So uh, Sheikh Jarrah, oh God, yeah. that's so bad. No, no, it's good, it's good. Uh, was claimed. So in, to sum it up, it was just a war between Arab countries and Israel. So Israeli leaders said that 1967 completed what they couldn't in 1948. And this just proves that, like, literally in no point in history did Israel plan to peacefully coexist alongside Palestinians. Yeah, no, actually, um, from my research, I found out basically there was a Jewish um, history historian in israel and he said that between um 1947 march to march 1948 the israeli leaders met up regularly to finalize their ethnic cleansing plan this was all a very deliberate plan and you know how it's slow like some people might say oh well they have the technology they have the weapons they 
they like outnumber and overpower the Palestinians. Why can't they just do a mass bombing and just kill them all and just take over? Well, the answer is simple. They are purposely doing this slowly. It's to kill the spirit, to kill, like, I don't know, they want to slowly kind of, yeah, it's like a very deliberate, like, they want to like keep stomping on you until you die. Like Like, they enjoy the hunting or something like that. Yeah, they want to see Palestinians lose that motivation to fight. Um, and then there were like two intifadas, so this means like uprising against Israeli occupation. Um, the yeah. second one was like this armed struggle, and it saw a lot more violence than the first. So, like, this failure of the peace process throughout the 90s kind of ignited it as well. And then, um, like, a major turning point that came out of this was when Israel started actually building an apartheid wall between West Bank and the state of Israel. So West Bank is an area in Palestine. Yeah. And this was condemned and deemed illegal by uh, International wait, Court sorry. of Justice. Yeah. Sorry, I was just going to say, it's a part of unoccupied Palestine. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> and um, so, yeah, so this was illegal no one gave it any permission or anything, but they still went ahead with it. And then we can like skip to... So, as you know, there hasn't been any peace at all whatsoever for like the years to come. Years. Yeah. Because just because like the media, it like fades away and it doesn't have the traction anymore. It doesn't yeah. mean that it's still not going on. Yeah. Yeah, it has been going on all these years, but I feel like I mean, did you know about this? What about Palestine? Yeah, like yeah, like what is happening kind of. I didn't know like thingy, but um okay, I think it is fair to say for me as well, like I do admit um with what's happening now, it kind of um and as I'm older, it does um maybe like ignited that uh like that drive to actually do further research and do my part yeah. but yeah even yeah me. before I didn't really you know like for me I had an idea I knew that Palestine was a country I knew what was yeah. like happening but I didn't know the details and now that I'm researching I just wow I'm in shock but also Definitely. it's a great thing that that history um, exists because without yeah. history, we wouldn't know the reality. We wouldn't know what really went on. Without history, the Israeli people could very easily deny everything and pretend like, I don't know, it was their land and stuff. But yeah. history tells you the truth. I mean, if it's not manipulated. So, yeah. <laughs> it's just like if he said, if she said, then like if, then yeah. was, if history didn't exist. Yeah, okay. and with power, you get more, um, like, your what you say has more power over the other person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Part two will be coming out very soon, so keep an eye out for that. Please share with your family and friends to help us spread the word and raise awareness. And you can check our Instagram page, at Ordinary Teens, for more information on Palestine. For more information regarding the podcast, uh, we upload weekly, so stay tuned for more.